Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He would have to pay his proportion of all the wine bill that might be incurred that evening by the seven commercial gentlemen at the table. And he knew well that commercial gentlemen do sometimes call for bottle after bottle with a reckless disregard of expense. But to him, with his sixteen children, wine at an hotel was terrible. A pint of beer and a glass of brandy and water were the luxuries which he had promised himself, and with manly fortitude he resolved that he would not be coerced into extravagance by any president or any moulder. "'Sir,' said he, "'I'm obliged by the honour, but I don't drink wine to my dinner.' Whereupon Mr. Moulder bowed his head very solemnly, winked at Sninkeld, and then drank wine with that gentleman. "'It's the rule of the room,' whispered Mr. Countwise, into Mr. Dockrath's ear. But Mr. Dockrath pretended not to hear him, and the matter was allowed to pass by for the time. But Mr. Stinkeld asked him for the honour, as also did Mr. Gape, who sat at Moulder's left hand. And then Mr. Dockrath began to wax angry. "'I think I remarked before that I don't drink wine to my dinner,' he said. And then the three at the President's end of the table all looked at each other very solemnly, and they all winked. And after that there was very little conversation during the remainder of the meal, for men knew that the goddess of discord was in the air. The cheese came, and with that a bottle of port wine, which was handed round, Mr. Dockrath, of course, refusing to join in the conviviality. And then the cloth was drawn, and the decanters were put before the President. "'James, bring me a little brandy and water,' said the attorney, striving to put a bold face on the matter, but yet speaking with diminished voice. "'Half a moment, if you please, sir,' said Moulder and then he exclaimed with stentorian voice james the dinner bill yes sir said the waiter and disappeared without any thought towards the requisition for brandy and water for mr dockrath for the next five minutes they all remained silent except that mr moulder gave the queen's health as he filled his glass and pushed the bottles from him gentlemen the queen and then he lifted his glass of port up to the light shut one eye as he looked at it and immediately swallowed the contents as though he were taking a dose of physic. "'I'm afraid they'll charge you for the wine,' said Mr. Cantwise, again whispering to his neighbour. But Mr. Dockrath paid no apparent attention to what was said to him. He was concentrating his energies with a view to the battle. James the waiter soon returned. 
he also knew well what was about to happen and he trembled as he handed in the document to the president let's have it james said moulder with much pleasantry as he took the paper in his hand the old ticket i suppose five bob a head and then he read out the bill the total of which wine and beer included came to forty shillings five shillings a head gentlemen as i said you and i can make a pretty good guess as to the figure there's snenkeld and then he put down his two half-crowns on the waiter as also did mr snenkeld and then mr gape and so on till it came to mr Cantwise. i think you and i will leave it and settle at the bar said Cantwise, appealing to dockwrath and intending peace if peace were still possible no shouted moulder from the other end of the table let the man have his money now and then his troubles will be over if there's to be any fuss about it let's have it out i like to see the dinner bill settled as soon as the dinner is eaten then one gets an appetite for one's supper i don't think i have the change said cantwise still putting off the evil day i'll lend it you said moulder putting his hand into his trousers pockets but the money was forthcoming out of mr cantwise's own proper repositories and with slow motion he put down the five shillings one after the other and then the waiter came to mr dockwrath what's this said the attorney taking up the bill and looking at it the whole matter had been sufficiently explained to him but nevertheless mr boulder explained it again in commercial rooms sir as no doubt you must be well aware seeing that you have done us the honour of joining us here the dinner bill is divided equally among all the gentlemen as sit down it's the rule of the room sir you has what you like and you calls for what you like and conviviality is thereby encouraged the figure generally comes to five shillings and you afterwards give us what you like to the waiter that's about it ain't it james uh, that's the rule sir in all commercial rooms as ever i sees said the waiter the matter had been so extremely well put by mr moulder and that gentleman's words had carried with them so much conviction that dockwrath felt himself almost tempted to put down the money as far as his sixteen children and general ideas of economy were concerned he would have done so but his legal mind could not bear to be beaten the spirit of litigation within him told him that the point was to be carried moulder gape and snickel together could not make him pay for wine he had neither ordered nor swallowed his pocket was guarded by the law of the land and not by the laws of any special room in which he might chance to find himself i shall pay two shillings for my dinner said he and sixpence for my beer and then he deposited the half-crown do you mean us to understand said moulder that after forcing your way into this room and sitting down along with gentlemen at this table you refuse to abide by the rules of the room and mr moulder spoke and looked as though he thought that such treachery must certainly lead to most disastrous results the disastrous result which a stranger might have expected at the moment would be a fit of apoplexy on the part of the worthy president i neither ordered that wine nor did i drink it said mr dockwrath compressing his lips leaning back in his chair and looking up into one corner of the ceiling uh, the gentleman certainly did not drink the wine said Cantwise i must acknowledge that and as for ordering it why that was done by the president in course gammon said mr moulder 
and he fixed his eyes steadfastly upon his vice. "'Can't wise, that's gammon. The most of what you says is gammon.' "'Mr. Mulder, I don't exactly know what you mean by that word gammon, but it's objectionable. To my feelings it's very objectionable. I say that the gentleman did not drink the wine, and I appeal to the gentleman who sits at the gentleman's right, whether what I say is not correct. If what I say is correct, it can't be gammon.' "'Mr. Busby, did that gentleman drink the wine, or did he not?' Uh, "'Not as I see,' said Mr. Busby, somewhat nervous at being thus brought into the controversy. He was a young man, just commencing his travels, and stood in awe of the great Moulder. "'Gammon!' shouted Moulder, with a very red face. "'Everybody at the table knows he didn't drink the wine. Everybody saw that he declined the honour when proposed, which I don't know that I ever saw a gentleman do at a commercial table till this day.' barring that he was a teetotaler which is gammon too but his p p here as every commercial gentleman knows cantwise as well as the best of us p p that's the rule growled stinkeld almost from under the table in commercial rooms as the gentleman must be aware the rule is as stated by my friend on my right said mr gape the wine is ordered by the president or chairman and is paid for in equal proportions by the company or guests and in his oratory mr gape laid great stress on the word or the gentleman will easily perceive that such a rule as this is necessary in such a society and unless but mr gape was apt to make long speeches and therefore mr moulder interrupted him you had better pay your five shillings sir and have no jaw about it the man is standing idle there it's not the value of the money said dockwrath but i must decline to acknowledge that i am amenable to the jurisdiction that has clearly been a mistake said johnson from sheffield and we had better settle it among us anything is better than a row johnson from sheffield was a